PR people. Are you bubbling or floating? Hi, everyone, and welcome to this edition of Tales from the Beat, where I look at the alternately soul-crushing and sometimes rewarding symbiotic relationship between reporters and PR people from both sides of the scrimmage line as someone with 50 years of experience playing both roles. Now, this week's issue asks the burning question, are you freaking serious? Well, here it is. For some reason, I don't know why, a growing number, but thankfully still a minority of PR people, are now choosing to speak in an alternative tongue when pitching reporters. It's based not so much on jargon, which is bad enough, but rather... It's based on giving common words or combinations of them new meaning in order to, I guess, blunt the actual intent of the communications. So here are some examples. All these, all these things really happen. You can't make this stuff up. Well, one I received several times lately is the sender's attempt to get me to pay attention to a pitch I already tossed because I didn't think it necessarily warranted a response. So... Instead of just saying in plain English, checking back with you on this story, they'll write, Hi, floating this to the top of your inbox. Wow, floating. I, I can only assume the person not only deals in public relations, but maybe has a, has a side gig as a, as a levitator. It's, it's pretty impressive. If you're in the circus. Now look, I'm already drowning under dozens of pitches each day. I don't need anything floating any higher, which only adds to the depth of how far underwater I already am. All right, enough tacky aquatic puns? Okay, I thought so, but they're just so easy. Just say you're checking back. That's fine. Good PR people do follow up, and reporters expect it. You don't have to blunt the intent of your inquiry by using lighter-than-air metaphors. Maybe it means your story's weightless. That's cool. Just check back. Now, here's one I just received today. This is a new one. Maybe not to you, though. A PR guy from a big company sent me an email wondering if I'm covering CES, which isn't until, what, later this year, January, whenever it is. It's not now. Want to know, would I accept the company covering my travel expenses? Well, that's not unusual. It was his lead that was unusual, saying, I'm, quote, soft-selling your interest. The hell? I'm not a snowflake. You don't have to soft-sell or even float the idea or use any other ridiculous substitute for normal conversational English. You just go ahead and ask if I'm covering the event and make the hosting offer. The use of soft selling kind of struck me as particularly unctuous, but he couldn't quit while he was behind. The guy committed the second sin of referring to me as we, as in, how are we feeling about this? Hey, it ain't a tea party, it's a trade show, and besides, there's only one of me, not a we. Just a little wee bit of obnoxious. Ever get bubbled? I mean... When I was in third grade, my neighbor Gussie the Greek blew bubbles in my face, and it was all in good fun and completely harmless, which is why I only held him in a headlock until he cried, Moussaka, in his best Anthony Quinn accent. 
Well, that was way back in the 60s. I guess history must repeat itself because I was recently bubbled again. You see, a PR person thought it would be kind of cute, I guess, to write he was bubbling a pitch to the top of my email box. I didn't like it the first time, and I hated it even more after being bubbled. So to avoid being rebubbled, I burst the PR guy's bubble by thanking him for sending the suds but passing on the story. Never heard from him again, but I imagine he's, um, I don't know, floating somewhere in disappointment. Now, when I'm not being floated, bubbled, or soft-souled, I'm being spoken to as if I'm a fragile soul who might just lose it if I receive just one more follow-up. Like this recent one that landed in my inbox. Hi! I know you're so, so in all caps, busy. Me too! Exclamation mark. But it would be so awesome if I could get you together with our CEO to talk about how fun software engineering is and what we're doing to make it even more fun, exclamation <laughs> mark. Yeah, yeah. It'd be so awesome if this person admitted puberty just never happened to that person. Now, here's one that's actually not bad. In case my initial note got lost in the abyss parenthetically, which is entirely possible based on how I imagine italics your inbox is, close parentheses, I thought I'd send a humble follow-up note. Is this EV charging discussion slash source on your radar? All righty, there you go. Person's obviously old enough to drink in every state. Humility is always appreciated. And the fact she spelled abyss properly earns bonus points, which may earn some humble consideration of the story, as it is a timely subject. Yes, I know reporters are sometimes lousy at responding to pitches. Oh, okay, they're mostly lousy about responding. It's mainly a time thing because we receive so many in a day, but it's also a way of parsing the pitches that capture our interest, are well-written, and are on target. I won't belabor the subject because I know you're busy, and honestly, the Ice in my tumbler of Jack Daniels is melting, so I'll bring this to a quick conclusion. It just comes down to some simple advice. Reporters do not need to be coddled. Just ask what you need to ask directly and professionally, or risk having future pitches quickly floated to their trash bins. That's Tales from the Beat for this week. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you'll subscribe and pass the word. I'm Ed Garston. I'll talk to you again in a week.